0: We aren't like other MLMers who have to beg, bug, and chase friends to join a business. And we aren't desperate enough to turn our news feed into a billboard just to make a quick buck. In this podcast, you're going to see how real marketers like you and I build a profitable business inside MLM without all the fake it till you make it bullshit. My name is Trey Bear, and you're listening to MLM Misfits Podcast. Hey, hey, my friend, it's Trey Bear today, and I'm excited to talk to you once once again. And some real cool things happened this week. So this week, you guys, um, MLM Misfits officially relaunched. The program is back open for enrollment. It is better than ever. And I know this, and I'm 100% confident in this, because as I told you in previous episodes, We've been running you know, a, a, what's called a focus group where basically you take a, a group, a hand-selected group of people. You run them through your program. If they get results and they want to tell others about it, you know that you've got a proven uh, product. And so we ran it. People got results. They were like, can we please tell our downline this? I said, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I knew right then, I'm like, okay, now I've got something I'm confident about, other people are confident about, they got results, like, shh, results don't lie, you know what I mean? And so we packaged it up real nice, we we just, it's it's an amazing, an academy, and so we launched it two days ago to the public, we did a live webinar, we gave the three secrets that people need to learn if they don't want to send prospecting messages to build their network marketing business, And it was, it was really cool about that webinar is we like, we didn't hold anything back. We're like, look, this is, this is like, we revealed so many good truths about the industry and um, stuff that it kind of felt like it was just swept underneath the rug that people didn't want to talk about. Like, no, 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 this is how you build your business. And what's so cool is like during the webinar, so many people in the live chat were like, dude, I feel like you're like saying all the things That I've been saying to myself that there's gotta be a different way. And it, it kind of felt like people came out of the woods being like, all right, like I wanna, I wanna do this. Like that's how I wanna build, just like that. And it really felt cool. It kind of felt like we were you know, as I started seeing people enrolling into the program, just being like, oh my God, like these are all my my type of people right here, right? Not one person that came in was a, like a slumbag, not one person that feels like, oh, well, I'll give it a go for a second. If it doesn't work, then it's, I'm done. No, these are all good people. And that's the type of people that I wanna work with. And so I'm so amped up to see all these people coming in. But unfortunately, we are closing enrollment here shortly, depending on when you're listening to this. Because we do want to focus on getting results for the students, right? The people who are coming, and we we want to make sure that this is our goal for the the duration of this amount of time. So that's something really cool that happened. But what I wanted to do inside this episode, you guys, was actually give you one of the one of the lessons that you're gonna get inside of MLM Misfits. It's so cool. So for me, um, I know that there's other people out there that want to learn different platforms, but they're like nervous and scared and they kind of feel like they're starting all over and they they know that they're probably gonna if they do it themselves it's gonna take them such a long time they're gonna make so many mistakes it's gonna take them literally years until they are finally seeing results and for me you know like I want to learn YouTube I want to learn all these things but like it's so important to to not be that person who says no no no. I'm gonna cut costs and just learn it myself because because that's how some people think. No, 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 I'm not going to drop $500 or $1,000 or $2,000. I'll figure it out myself. But then it takes them years and it's just by then you've you've already lost. If it takes you years to figure something out, you're losing money bad, a lot of money. And so what I decided to be like, you know what? I'm not going to be the expert to go out and try to teach these different platforms. I'm going to reach out to the experts and I'm going to ask them, look, You've been building your business on this platform. How in the hell did you do that? All right. And so that's what I did. I reached out to people who are amazing on YouTube. Like this one gal, she brought a channel, her channel from zero to two over two hundred thousand subscribers in less than two years. And she revealed her secrets inside of MLM Misfits. Amazing. Amazing training she put together. The woman who ran my Facebook ads, which by the way, you guys, she's a friggin' ninja when it comes to Facebook ads. It's ridiculous. She even said, I will give you guys a step-by-step course to show network marketers how to run Facebook ads, profitable Facebook ads, and she put something together. I also reached out to people on Instagram who I'm like, look, if if you were to build a network marketing business on Instagram, what would you do? How would you do it? How are you able to crush it on Instagram? And so I wanna share one lesson from our program called MLM Misfits. That's going to help you. Um, what was this one? This is one with a guy named Brock. Kids are friggin' genius. So I I came across Brock about a year ago. You know, I knew of his mom. His mother's name is Shalene Johnson. If you guys have ever seen the infomercials on Late at Night, she's the creator of Pio. Uh, she was a, a master trainer inside a network marketing company called Beachbody. Uh, I think I've worked out on stage with her before, but that does not matter at all. Um, what matters is. You know, those two, Chalene and her son, are just such good people and they are so knowledgeable when it comes to Instagram. Like, the stuff that he's dropping that I'm going to show with you guys, I'm like, this is a college kid that is dominating business on Instagram. He's not a network marketer, but he's teaching other marketers how to rock Instagram. And so, I, you know, talk them back and forth, you know, and stuff like that, and then finally one day I was like... Listen, dude. I don't want to go learn Instagram. Would it be cool if you came in and taught my people exactly how to do this? He like, "What are they? What's the what's the one thing they want to know?" And so what I did is I I asked people. I'm like, "What's the one thing you want to know out of these three things?" Three, or, I think we had like three or five different like things that we were going to talk about. Anyways, but I said, "What's the like? What's the number one thing you want to learn?" And they said, you know, they want to learn how to get to 10,000 followers really really fast. And I said, "Hey Brock, this is what they want to do." He was like, good, because I, I know exactly how to do that. And so in this episode, guys, I'm actually going to rip out that training and you're going to be able to hear that one of the like one of the like the lessons, value-packed, awesome, awesome training that is inside of MLM Misfits. Okay. So I'm going to switch over to there right now. I'll see you there. If you were to start a network marketing business, not like
1: the CEO, but if you were a rep, how would you, how would you start it off? Like what would you do?
2: I would focus 100% on building the brand around myself, mm-hmm. making sure that like my whatever network marketing company I was a part of, that when people looked at me, they didn't know that. Like it didn't my page, my Instagram, my Facebook, whatever, didn't scream uh, beach body or, or Monet or, or whatever network marketing company I'm a part of. I want to scream me, and I want my personality to shine through, because um, really I want to build that depth with my followers. Because really, if you're a network marketer or if you're like an entrepreneur, Uh, I think it's all kind of the same thing. We're all searching for the same thing. And that's customers that are lifers, not just someone who's uh, falling for a sale or or falling for some kind of gimmick, but someone who actually wants to invest in you as a person uh, who cares about and loves you and what you're doing. And that way, if you get out of the network marketing business or you start selling some other product or you change businesses, they're still going to be loyal to you and they're going to follow you into that next venture uh, because they're not just like tied into... That one specific business or product that you're selling. That's so good, man. It's so
1: true too. Um, okay, so let me ask you this: What platform would you use then?
2: Personally, Instagram. Mm-hmm. I love Instagram myself. I'm I'm pretty skilled on it. Been on it for pretty good uh, seven years now. <laughs> uh, myself, a little bit of an expert, uh, but really, I like to call myself. Uh, like a researcher on Instagram, someone who is constantly searching for the answers, not necessarily saying that I have all the answers. And I love Instagram because it's the fastest growing and the biggest social media right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The base is a little tiny bit behind uh, like Facebook, but the engagement rates are way higher and it seems like it is uh, booming on Instagram right now. Uh, so I love building my personal business on Instagram.
1: Yeah, dude. And, you know, your TikTok stuff is hilarious.
2: Yeah, I love
1: TikTok. <laughs> Man, if you guys ever need a laugh, go follow Brock. Brock 11 Johnson, right? Yes, sir. Hilarious. Like, I, I was on the other day with your grandparents. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> is.
2: TikTok is very fun. Might not be, the, like, the number one place to grow a business, but... I have like a quarter of a million followers on there like that. And that's in like no effort. It's just, it's a fun place to kind of mess around and uh, build a little bit of a following along the way. Yeah,
1: man, you're doing a good job. It's hilarious on there. So, all right, let's talk about this. So we, we recently did a poll in our group and we said, okay guys, you know, we've got some experts coming on here. We've got we got the Mr. Brock Johnson coming on here. He's going to drop knowledge. We gave three different categories, and it seemed like everybody wanted this one thing, and it was how it's like the, the best strategies to get 10,000 followers. So, Brock, talk to us about what, what would you do to get 10,000 followers? Is it because they want the swipe up feature? Why do people want 10,000 followers?
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. People want 10,000 followers because they know, once you get to 10,000 followers on Instagram, you're granted access to the swipe up feature, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically the easiest way to have a call to action on your Instagram. Because Instagram doesn't have clickable links like on Facebook, uh, if you're under 10K, the only real link that you can add to your Instagram account is in your bio.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: kind of like a long, tedious process to get there. They have to click from your picture, your stories, to your profile, click on the bio, it's kind of a, it takes a minute. But right. if you can add a link to your stories, it's very simple. Uh, the engagement rates on Instagram stories are the highest on pretty much any platform, any feature. Um, so the, the ability to just swipe up right there on Instagram stories and be taken directly to a link is something that all business owners, all multi-level marketers, all network marketers, we all want. Uh, it's just easier for our customers. So. With that in mind, I have my six best tips, and these aren't just the uh, you know the run-of-the-mill things you'll find on YouTube. These are some things I've actually thought about, mm-hmm. and things that I'm constantly putting into practice myself, making adjustments and tweaking. The first one, and this one, I have a little bit of a story that goes with. The first way to get to 10k followers is to use IGTV. Mm-hmm. It- don't know what IGTV is. It came out about a year ago now, and it's the only place on the internet that offers vertical long-form video. So just like you're watching this long-form video right now, just like on YouTube, there's long-form video. There's long-form video on Instagram, which means you know videos that are longer than a minute. But yeah. the difference is it's built for mobile consumption. It's not horizontal landscape the way we're watching right now. It's vertical portrait-style videos so it's highly engaging you don't have to like turn your phone sideways or have big black bars on each side it literally takes up the whole screen and so it's highly engaging and like we already talked about instagram is booming there's so many people on instagram but here's why i love igtv not many people are actually posting on igtv right now and very few are doing it consistently A lot of people are maybe dabbling with it. A lot of people are watching IGTV videos, but not a lot of people are posting. So you can be a big fish in a big pond if you're posting on IGTV. And the little story that I have for this uh, is my own personal YouTube expert, good friend of mine who was advising me with my YouTube channel, helping me out. He's He's a big time YouTuber, literally makes his entire life's income on YouTube, has YouTube courses online, all that good stuff. I was talking to him back in February and he was asking me about my channel on YouTube and how it was doing. And I was, you know, giving him, you know, it's, it's growing a little bit it's slow, you know, just getting started. And he said, dude, how much are you doing on IGTV right now? I said, eh, you know, when I can maybe once a month. And he said, listen, I'm going to be totally honest with you right now. And you know, I'm the YouTube guy go all in on IGTV. No way. Go all in. He's like, YouTube is heavily saturated. You can win there. You can still be successful on YouTube, but it's getting tougher and tougher and tougher. He's like, if I could start all over right now, I'd go all in on Instagram TV. And I was like, Believe. I'm done, I'm sold. Since then, I slacking a little bit, I haven't posted a single video on my YouTube channel, but I've been posting about once a week, uh, some weeks more, some weeks less on my IGTV. And it's been really helping uh, grow my following. So the first way to to get to 10k uh, is to use IGTV consistently. That's
1: okay, so sorry, don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, go ahead. So is there a specific strategy or something that you're like? Okay, like how do you come up with content specifically for IGTV?
2: Yeah, I, I'll get into that a little bit in a minute with other tips. But I will say with IGTV, some some things that I've learned personally is uh, the ideal length. Is about two to three minutes, hmm, no okay. four, and no less than two. So about in that two to four minute range, two to three minute range, that's the ideal length where you'll have your viewers watch the whole thing, um, and they won't, you know, click away, and it won't be too short to, to not be worth your while. Another little tip that I have picked up, and this is like a little bit of a higher level. This is like Instagram three hundred. Right now oh. we're kind of one hundred, Instagram three hundred. Have some kind of a cliffhanger at around the the one minute mark. Because Ah. Instagram TV is shared to your feed, it only shares the first 60 seconds to your feed. So if you've ever been watching an IGTV video on your feed, you're watching it, and then at about 60 seconds, it stops, it pauses, and a little bar pops up at the bottom that says, keep watching. So right at about the 59 second mark, have some kind of a cliffhanger. If you're going to share tips or uh, you're going to tell some story in your IGTV, build up to it, and then right at the 59 second mark be right getting into your tips or be at the climax of the story or a cliffhanger in the story that way people actually want to uh click on and, and watch the rest if you share all of the story or you give away all your tips in that first minute they're not going to watch that keep uh-huh. watching button so have some kind of a cliffhanger it takes some practice if you're brand new and you've never posted on igtv before don't worry about that just get get wrong get posting once you start to get some practice with it, maybe if you have your own uh, video editor or someone who uh, makes your videos for you, have them start to think about the 60-second mark as a kind of a cliffhanger spot. Oh,
1: man, I like that. That's a good one. That
2: is a good one. Good call see, on that I, one. I love seeing people put that into practice uh, as I'm just scrolling through my feed and suddenly I'm like, oh, I want to watch the rest of this, and I'll watch keep watching. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh wait, I just fell for my own. My own yeah.
1: Story. Right. Is, is there some like algorithm thing too, or getting people to stay on longer and going to the rest of your IGTV?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of uh, another reason uh, why I said that IGTV is the number one way to get to 10 K as all social medias, every social media, their goal is to keep us on the platform for longer. Yep. Whether you're on Facebook or TikTok. They want you on the platform for longer. And so, uh, and they also, that's one caveat. And the second caveat is they want you using their new features. They mm-hmm. want you using those new features because those are the things that they think are going to keep people on for longer. So, if you're using IGTV, your viewers are going to be watching your content for a longer amount of time, and you're going to be using one of the newer features on Instagram, and the algorithm's going to promote that. The algorithm likes and, and appreciates that you are using their new features and that you're keeping users on their platform. Uh, so they're going to push you out and they're going to make sure your videos get seen by both your audience and people who don't even follow you yet.
1: Man, just that alone, like we
2: could wrap this up and we're good. (laughs) Like that that was a good tip, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, let's get into the next one. Cool. Uh, The next one, and this is something that people are aware of. I do have my own little spin on it and that is hashtags. Mm Mm-hmm. Hashtags right. and having a consistent hashtag strategy is very, very important on Instagram. Uh, it's something that I did a lot of research into about two years ago. And I created my own strategy that is still allowing myself and people like my mom, who has half a million followers, and people like my grandma, who has 200 followers, to grow their following. Mm-hmm. And that's because I'm not telling you to use a generic copy and paste list. I'm not even telling you to just, you know, Google Uh, fitness hashtags or hair hashtags and copying and pasting those my hashtag strategy is to find specific unique niched down hashtags hashtags that are very deep within your niche where your posts can rank as a top post this is again a little bit of instagram 300 here so if you're still at the instagram 100 stage just start using hashtags Uh, using 28 of them below each of your posts to start getting some new eyeballs. But if you're already doing that and you're ready to scale up your Instagram, it's time to start looking for those specific targeted hashtags. Every time you look at a hashtag on Instagram, it's broken into two categories. One of those categories is just the recently posted category. Anytime you add hashtags to any post, it'll show up there for a couple of seconds. You hit refresh and it's bogged down by the 50 other people who just use that hashtag. Right. There's also the top post category. Those don't change. Those last for three, four, five days, up to a week or two at a time, and they last. They stay there. And the cool thing is, not only do they stay there in that category, if someone follows that hashtag, they will be shown that post. So even if you don't follow me, if you follow a hashtag Young Business Coach, And you see one of my top posts and one one of my posts becomes a top post. You will be shown that on your feed as if you followed me. So our goal when we're finding the hashtags that we're going to be using is finding hashtags where we can become a top post rather than just a recent post. Gotcha. So is there any specific strategy that you recommend for finding your hashtag? Yeah. To put it simply, it's basically... Find the range that your posts usually fall in, in terms of engagement. So maybe you're getting 100 likes and five comments on every post. Find hashtags where the top posts are also in that range. Gotcha. So of course, the, the, the less engagement you're getting, the tougher it'll be to find those hashtags. And the more specific you'll have to get in targeting your hashtags. But basically, our goal is to find uh, hashtags where the top posts range matches our own engagement range. Got you. Okay, and here's a question for you
1: about hashtags then. So when it comes to writing your hashtags, do you put it in with the picture or in the comments after the picture?
2: The first comment right after you post. And, and why
1: is that important?
2: Yeah, that's simply just for visual appeal and the aesthetic yep. up. Um, it doesn't make a difference in terms of the algorithm or in terms of uh, actual like engagement,
0: whether right.
2: in the caption or in the comment, but visually. It's distracting if it's in the comment, I mean, in the caption, excuse me, as we're reading the caption, maybe we're telling a story or something. It's distracting to suddenly see a big old chunk of hashtags. So just as soon as you post, copy and paste it into that first comment and then you can hit post and it'll work the same way. This
1: is good. And here's one. So why 28 while we're on hashtags? Why 28 hashtags? Is that the max?
2: The max is 30, Mm -hmm. uh, but then if you use 30, A, you won't be able to use any in your captions. Sometimes people like to put funny hashtags or just Uh. related hashtags in their caption. Or if you're replying to a comment and you use a hashtag, that'll count towards the 30 as well. So I say use 28 and you'll fly right below Instagram's radar. If you're consistently using 30 or exceeding that limit, you'll be flagged and your post could potentially be taken down or shadow banned or whatnot. So I say 28, you'll fly right below the radar and you'll still get the maximum engagement.
1: I love this. We're getting a legit Instagram marketing like course, like in our (laughs) face, (laughs) you know, like we got to go to college for
2: this. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Third tip, the third way to get to 3K, to focus on quality rather than quantity. On Instagram, it used to be all about post, 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 post as many times as you can, post three times per day. It's not about that anymore. And people don't want to see you just posting a million times mass producing content. We want quality content Mm -hmm. rather than just the the sheer number of times you can post. And the key here is to be consistent with your quality content, to not just be posting once a month, but to still be consistent. So let me define what consistency is. And it is going to be a little bit uh, unique than probably some things you've heard in the past. First of all, the easiest way... Uh, the easiest thing that I can define consistency on is Instagram stories. Being consistent on your Instagram stories is a minimum of 10 per day and a maximum of about 25 per day. You don't want to do any more than that. Those little dots, the tops are getting too small and then people will just swipe on by. So on Instagram stories, we want at least 10 and at most 25. And another little asterisk that I'll add is that you should be posting throughout the day on your Instagram stories. They're supposed to be a story of your day. They're supposed to be walking your audience through your day, so don't just be posting you know, 10 at night or as soon as you end this, this training and you're like, oh, I need to be posting 10, you post 10 right now. Don't post 10 at once, post 10 to 20 throughout your day as the day goes along, um, and that way you can be consistent on your Instagram stories. Then go ahead, yeah. What I was gonna say was, you know, what one
1: of their stories should be right now is taking a screenshot of this training and tagging us on Instagram. Like we could just do some cool move real quick. Ready, one, two, three. Okay, that's the one they should, you know, put on their stories right now. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay, keep going. Sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, no worries, no worries. That's a perfect one to add right now. The next uh, kind of consistency that I'm going to talk about is the consistency on your feed, the actual pictures and videos and carousels that you post to your feed. Most Instagram experts are going to give you some blanket number of two per day or you need to be posting three times a week or every single day. I'm not going to give you a blanket number. I'm going to tell you the honest truth, which is that everyone's audience is different. If my audience is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I can post 15 times per day and they're going to be fired up. It can be a bunch of pictures of my pecs and my abs and my shoulders and they're going to love it but I'm not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm Brock Johnson. I can't be posting 15 times per day. My audience is going to be like, that's enough. You're a little conceited. Back off and they're going to unfollow me. So you need to do your own audience testing here. Of course, this this isn't the easy answer of, all right, I'm just going to be posting once a day. But this is going to be the answer that will pay off in the long run. And that's what we're ultimately after here. So begin testing your audience and seeing how many times per day you can post without having a drop off in consistency a uh, drop off. engagement. Excuse me. So if I'm posting every single day and I'm getting hundred likes and 10 comments on every single one of my posts, awesome. Then I start posting twice a day and I'm still getting a hundred likes and 10 comments. Awesome. But then I start posting three times a day and I see a drop. All of a sudden it's going to 75 and 50 and I'm getting less and less comments that means that I'm posting too frequently and possibly I'm just posting for quantity rather than quality. So do some audience testing here. Maybe your audience only wants you to post a couple times a week. That might be a benefit for you because then you can really focus a lot more on quality rather than just sheer quantity, but do some audience testing here to really define what consistency means on your feed.
1: That's good, man. And so here's another question. Then, so they're gonna—is it kind of like the market will tell you what they like and what they don't like as far as consistency? What about like with your posts? Will they say, eh, "I don't really like when you post about that"?
2: Absolutely, you'll see yeah. that as well. You'll you'll notice um, maybe your audience really likes when you post pictures with your family. Maybe they uh, don't like it when you post at the gym. Maybe they love it when you post selfies. Maybe they hate it mm-hmm. when you post selfies. Maybe they prefer videos or longer form. Uh, text posts in your captions. It's just uh, every audience is a little bit different. We have to know the audience that we have in our mind, like as our ideal audience that we want. And then also sometimes our audience might not totally match up with that. So I would love it if my audience craved football pictures, because I have an infinite amount of myself playing football. (laughs) But I know that my ideal audience member probably isn't someone who wants football pictures all day. And luckily, my audience has shown me that they don't want football pictures all day. They want One every couple weeks. That's
1: true. And dude, you know what's so cool about that is it does not cost us a dime to figure out what people like. This is completely free 99, which is awesome.
2: All of this completely free. So uh, quality over quantity and sticking sticking to their consistency with that. That's the third way to get to 10K. The fourth way is, and this is going to throw some people off a little bit, to actually create a new account not a new account that's going to be your new personal account, but you're going to create a new feature account. A feature account isn't tied to you at all. I have a few feature accounts myself. Basically, what a feature account is, it's an account that can grow much quicker than a personal account because it's not tied to one person. It's tied to an idea. It's tied to a niche or a market. Maybe it's motivational quotes. Maybe it's pictures of fancy watches. Maybe it's uh, beautiful, beautiful women. I don't know whatever your feature account. Maybe it's sweet shoes, sweet Nike shoes. But when you grow a feature account, which is still should be in your niche. So if your niche is, uh, if your business is hair care products, maybe, maybe the uh, feature account around Nike shoes isn't ideal for you, but maybe one around uh, heels is good for you because that would be a similar audience. A woman who's interested in nice, beautiful heels might be also interested in beautiful hair care products. Mm. Building a feature account, it's much easier and faster to build those accounts because people follow them for just the best, most viral content. They're not following them because Mm. they like you or they want to follow you as a specific person. They're able to, you're able to post much more on these feature accounts and they grow much, much faster. And then you can use the big following that you have built on these feature accounts to begin to promote your own account and, and kind of transfer some of those followers over. Oh dude, that's a dirty tip right there. That's a good one. Yep, yep, It's awesome. I have a few personal feature accounts that I've grown myself and it grow so much faster and, it, and it's much easier to run those than your own personal. Well, what are they? Can we follow them? Yeah, I have uh, the one, the one I'll have uh, the current one. That's the smallest one currently that I'm building. Uh, let me pull it up for you. I always forget what the actual name is. It's girl gang IG with an underscore between each world word. So girl underscore gang underscore IG.
1: And so who are you targeting?
2: Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm targeting kind of that 30 to 45 year old female solo entrepreneur, uh, kind of in like this woman empowerment, uh, female boss movement uh, that's big on Instagram right now. And actually one thing, one tip that I'll give that I am about to deploy onto that, page is less original content on your feature accounts and more just reposting of viral content really rather than having your own unique text posts or your own pictures that you're taking just reposting viral content i mean think about if you follow any like meme accounts Mm -hmm. i follow four different christian meme accounts and a bunch of other random meme accounts a lot of them will post the same things on the same days that's not because they're just trying to copy each other but that's because they recognize when something is going viral when something is going viral whether it's within a hashtag or within a category if you are constantly reposting uh those those viral contents those viral pictures and videos your account will begin to grow and it'll end up on that explore page a little bit more more people will find that feature account and begin to follow it
1: oh dude i am kind of mad at you right now because that is. I've always wondered, I'm like, why are they all posting like the same stuff? That's a good point.
2: Yeah. It's going viral for a reason. It's going viral for a
1: reason. And so it doesn't take you hardly any work because you're posting someone else's stuff, right?
2: You're posting someone else's stuff and it's already been proven to go viral. So the odds of it going viral on your own page are much, much higher. Oh,
1: Mr. Johnson, what's number five? Are you yeah, serious right now, dude? five
2: <laughs> is serving versus selling. Mm. Selling, And this one is so huge. I, yeah, I'm sure good marketing business. It is so common to just sell, sell, sell. I got to tell you a little personal story. No, no diss to, to this old friend of mine, but she's an old high school friend. She recently got into network marketing business and all she's doing all day long is sell, sell, sell. Her entire story is just here are the products. Here's how much they cost her. The name of her company is in her bio every single post. Is about, look how great I look because of this. Look how awesome my life is because of this product. There is no loyal following behind her. Anyone who does follow her or has bought from her is simply just because they like the products. Right. And the problem uh, with constantly selling, especially if you're in a network marketing business, if they don't already love you and they're just hearing you talk about the product for the first time, everyone's first inclination is to Google Whatever that just was. We all have access to Google. So they're going to close your Instagram or your Facebook and they're going to say, forget about you talking about this product. I'm going to Google it and I'm going to read reviews and then I'm going to watch a YouTube video. And then I'm going to decide, okay, I do want to buy it. But guess what? I'm not going to go back to your original Instagram story talking about the product. I'm going to buy it from whoever that YouTube lady was. Or I'm going to buy it based off a review or some blog I read online. I'm going to totally forget that you were the original person who showed me uh, this product. So instead of constantly trying to sell your audience, I think you should constantly be trying to serve your audience, serve and over deliver. Everyone is always trying to get more followers, right? I mean, that's why, that's why this was the, the number one most voted for, uh, uh, training for today is how do I get to 10 K? How do I get more and more more followers? The best way to get more people at your party is to not worry about the people who aren't at your party the best way to get more people at your party is to serve and over deliver for the people who are already there. Like imagine if you showed up to a house party and, and, and the host was like, Hey, listen, like, thanks for showing up. But like, do you, is your friend coming? Are all those other people coming? Can you tag three people to come also? Like they're constantly looking out the front door and peeking out the windows. Like, Oh, can I get more people? And they're yelling out the street. Come on, come on, come on. Serve the people who are already at the party. Play some great music. Give them some great some great appetizers, some great little finger foods, so, and then everyone else will be like, dang, that party over there, that account over there, that uh, person who's, who's just building their business by themselves over there, I want to be a part of that. I want to follow that person. I want to go to that party, and they will come. So serve your audience rather than sell to them and over-deliver. Focus on the people who are already following you.
1: So I want everyone to know right now, as you're watching this, we did not rehearse that one bit. We said the same thing, dude. But you said it so good that that whole party analogy. I was over here just fist bumping, like that was good.
2: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's that's my biggest focus, is mm-hmm. I'm constantly trying to just serve my own audience. I, I know that I have the ability to sell to them. I know that. They love me and they're lifers. And that I could constantly be sung and probably uh, trying to make more money like that. But that's not the goal. I'm trying to serve them so that in the long run, they're lifers, that they're tied to me for life and that they're really loyal to me. And that's because, and that brings me to my sixth tip, which is that your focus should be on building relationships. Mm-hmm. Social media was invented as a place for us to build relationships, to build friendships, to build networking opportunities, and to meet new people. It wasn't built as a place to build a business. I love that I can build my business on social media. That's why we're here. It's awesome. But that's not the focus. And so the algorithm, whatever you want to call it, it will reward you, not for trying to build your business, but for trying to build relationships. One uh, way that you can build relationships and one way that that will pay off on Instagram is through shout-outs, takeovers, and collabs, just like we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And and I love the way Trey and I started our relationship because it wasn't began with like, Hey, I have this following and you have this following. Let's like network and let's connect and let's do this. It was built with just like a natural connection. Like, Hey, we like talking about beards, didn't we? <laughs> we were connecting over a mutual uh, agreement, something that we both had an interest in that we both have on our face. You know, we were, we were just building that relationship first. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, Hey, like, I got this, this new opportunity. I got this, this group of people I'd love for you to serve them. And I was like, how can I serve them? Like I would love to. So focus on building those relationships. And it doesn't necessarily have to be with someone who has 50,000 or a hundred thousand or 2 million followers. You should be building relationships. Like I said, in the previous point with just your followers, the people who have 10 followers, the people who have 50 followers who are following you and commenting on your posts or swiping up and sliding into your DMS actually begin to care about the relationships with those people rather than just looking at them as a potential customer. And one, uh, actually two, I'll give you two tangible ways that you can actually, I'll give you three. I'll give you three tangible ways uh, that you can build relationships with your followers. The first one, very simply use Instagram stories. Instagram stories isn't the best place to build your following, but It is the best place to build those relationships with your audience. It's where people see the most authentic you. It's where they see the most real you. They get to know you as a human being. So that's a great place to build relationships. Uh, Number two is on your Instagram stories. Very subtle here. When you're speaking, and this is more than just your Instagram stories on an IGTV, or even if you don't care about Instagram, if you're on Facebook, whatever, the verbiage you are using. Rather than using the pronoun, you guys, all of you, hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, all my followers. Talk to just one person. If you notice as I'm speaking today, I'm not speaking to everyone. I didn't say, hey, everyone, thanks so much for hopping on today. I'm saying, I appreciate you for being here. It means a lot to me that you are listening to the sound of my voice right now. As I speak to just one person, you feel like you're my best friend. You feel like I'm in the palm of your hands and we're just hanging out, having a conversation. We all know that, yeah, there's a bunch of other people watching this guy's Instagram story, but when I say, hey, everybody, it reminds you of it. When I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? Happy Friday. You're like, oh, yeah, there's like a thousand other people watching this right now. I'm not that special. But if you're like, hey, I hope your morning is going awesome. If not, I'm sure the rest of your day is going to go awesome because you're awesome. That keeps your your follower in that place of, of having a real relationship with you so using you versus y'all or everybody or just those those everyone pronouns just use you and yours and then my third and final tangible way that you can build relationships is when someone DMs you on Instagram don't send them a text response send them an audio message response. Ooh. When someone sends you a message, everyone's expecting to get the hey girl and that long paragraph that you copy and pasted. <laughs> Maybe they're even just expecting you to not be the hey girl type of person and to actually send a personalized text back. Imagine if you took just 10 seconds and you clicked on their page, you're like, okay, her name is Kayla. And then you just started recording a very simple little audio message. You can go up to 60 seconds at a time right there in the Instagram DMs. And you're like, hey, Kayla, thanks so much for the message. I really appreciate it. If there's any other way that I can serve you, let me know. Uh, if there's a topic that I could cover on my podcast, let me know. If there's, a, if there's a post on Instagram that I haven't talked about yet, let me know how I can help you out more. Anyways, Kayla, have an awesome day. Peace. Little audio Or if you want to take it to the next level, send a quick video message. There's that little blue video icon in the bottom left. Tap on that and send Kayla a quick 15-second video. Because then Kayla's expecting an audio message also, and she's like, oh, this person sent me a video. And she's watching, she's like, they're, they're looking at the camera, and they're talking to me. It's, it's better than a FaceTime. Mm-hmm. This person just took the time out of their day to send me a personal video message. Little thing. takes 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and it will make the other person's day. It, it's hilarious when I when I reply to people with a video. The, the response is never a response to the video. The response is always like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> you, know, you said my name, like what? People are blown away by this little tiny thing. And that, that gratitude that they show, uh, that, that appreciation that you are giving to them for, for DMing you uh, really starts the relationship off on a great foot. Hey, thank you so much for listening to
0: that podcast. Listen, it would go a long way if you could just take 10 seconds out of your day and leave me a review. And if you do, I'll actually give you a free training that explains more in depth how I was able to personally recruit over 500 people when I was inside network marketing and doing this without any previous experience or any following whatsoever. So to leave a review and unlock that training, Go to marketlikeamisfit.com and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.